Welcome to the Hired by Passion podcast. I'm your host, Marcel Richard, and I will be interviewing artists and entrepreneurs on how they were able to escape the 9 to 5 and turn their passion into an income. Hello, and welcome to the Hired by Passion podcast. I have a different kind of show for you today. I don't have a guest with me. I'm, I just really wanted to talk about some of the different things I've learned in the past 15 episodes of the Hired by Passion podcast. I'm very fortunate to be able to have had interviews with all these amazing people. And there's a few themes that seem to be a reoccurrent that I just wanted to highlight and talk to you guys about it and maybe try something different. So if you like this format, let me know. I might do some more. And uh, if you thought it was really just terrible, let me know as well. I want to know and I'll, I'll adapt the show accordingly. One of the first lessons I've seen to notice on how people achieve success was the definition of success itself and how you really need to be able to define success for yourself and not try to live by what other people perceive as success. We tend to want to have money or have different things, have different status symbols like cars or stuff like that. And it's a noteworthy sign of success if you see someone with a big house, with a big car. But at the same time, you have to think back. And is that what you really want? Is that And if you do want a big house and a big car, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you want to own a professional sports team, that's up to you. And maybe you'll, you're going to need a lot more financial success to make that happen. But there's nothing wrong with having that goal. So it's just important to think about what are the goals that you want to achieve in your life and what are you happy having or happy achieving? Because that makes a big difference on what you need to do in order to attain that. Because I think in the end, everybody's looking for more happiness. Everybody wants to try to find a way to be happy, happier, or happiest. And I think to be happy, that means different things will make different people happy, right? So, and if you're not looking to be happier, well, congratulations, I think you succeeded at life. But I think a a lot of us who are kind of struggling in this working world, trying to find our place, we're trying to maybe find a bit more happiness. And I think it's important to define what is happiness to you. Because you can't really go out and chase opportunities that you think you should do, because that's the way that other people have done it because they found that solution in using their own abilities and using their own interest into finding that success. So unless you are very similar to that person that you're trying to emulate, maybe you won't find the exact same success. So again, you really have to define what is success to you. And I think that's important. That's something that I've thought a lot about because I'm I'm not looking to make millions. I'm not looking to be a millionaire. A lot of people might have that goal to make a lot of money, but honestly, I just want to be in control of my time, being able to do what I want at the time that I want, because to me, that is success, being the master of your own time, because I truly believe the only resource that everybody has a finite amount of is time. You know, some people have more money than others. Some people have less money than others. The time, everybody has this, well, no, everybody doesn't really have the same time, but you know, time is the same for everyone. So it's kind of, I think it's important to be able to use that time the way that we really want to use that time. And to me, success is being able to control that time. So for me, this shift happened when I was 25 years old. If I look back at my life, everything I did, I did it to set myself up for the future. I did well at school and eventually I went to university and I was doing an engineering, but As I went into engineering, the thing I preferred, the subject matter that I liked the most in school was drama. And I even went to kind of explore a bit. There was like an open doors day at the university. I went to see the drama department and I thought that would have been interesting. But at the same time, in my mind, I felt that 
You couldn't make a living by studying drama, yet you could make a great living by studying engineering. So I decided to take the safe bet at that point. And in engineering, I didn't really enjoy it, but I, I always had an excuse that the next year was going to be better. The first year was general sciences. So I said, when I start in engineering, it's going to be better. And then once I was in engineering courses, I was like, well, once it's specialized in electrical engineering, it's going to be better. And then when I was in electrical engineering courses, I was, well, now it's kind of theoretical course. Once it's applied, it's going to be better. And then once it got to the applied courses, I was like, well, now I'm pot committed. I just need to finish. And people were telling me, once you get a job, it's not like at school. It's much better when you have a job, you get money, and it's, it's a much better life as an engineer once you're out of school. So I said, all right, I believe that. I, I went along with the course, and then I got my first real engineering job, and I realized that it's fairly similar to what it was in school, and I'm like, ah, I, don't, I didn't enjoy it. I had the same kind of feeling of what I didn't enjoy when I was in school when I was at that job. So I decided, well, maybe it's just that job, right? So I try a different job, and that's where... At 25, I was in this second job, engineering job, but I didn't really enjoy it. I enjoyed it even less than my first job. And I was at a business function at, in the evening. I was getting food and drinks. So, it, you know, it came with a lot of nice benefit, this job. But I get a call from my father. My father lets me know that my uncle passed away. Now, I wasn't particularly close with this uncle. But the thing is, is he was an engineer and he was right at that age where retirement is knocking, right? And it made me realize that, you know, I could work my whole life in order to set myself up for retirement because that's what I was doing. I did well in school to do well in university and to get a good job. And I was finally there. I, I was doing good money in engineering, but I was still, I didn't like it. I was living for the evenings and weekends and hoping that, you know, when I'm 55 or whatever, I'll have enough money that I could finally retire and start enjoying my life. But it hit me like my uncle was there. He was ready to start enjoying his life, but life had a different plan for him. And it really hit me like a sack of brick. That really kind of crumbled. My, my whole world started crumbling because I felt that everything everyone told me was a lie. That working hard today to enjoy retirement later, it might never happen because that's not the way life works. You don't know where life is going to bring you tomorrow. So how can you live your whole life waiting for retirement that might come later on? So it hit me really hard and that started the whirlwind of me trying different jobs and, you know, leaving as soon as I realized that it wasn't for me because life was too short to live for the evenings and weekends. I couldn't do that anymore. I just, when I was somewhere where I knew it didn't lead to somewhere that I wanted to be, my skin crawled. I just needed to leave that environment. And that's where it came to defining success for me and how I defined that for me, it's important to be able to control my time or to be able to do something that I really enjoy with my time. It makes me think of a quote Jim Carrey said at a commencement address at a university. He said, my father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that it was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. I've learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was, you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. And that is essentially how I've been trying to live my life in the past eight, nine years is taking a chance on what I love instead of trying to do the safe bet. So I want to encourage you to choose what is success to you and how can you find that success for yourself and not do it for other reasons that or what you think that you should be doing. Because as Jason Van Orden mentioned in episode 10, should is a toxic word. When you find yourself saying I should do this and I should do that. You have to take a step back and realize 
Should I do this because I think it's the best thing to do? Or do I think I should do this because it's what others expect me to do? Because that's a, there's a big difference there. The next big lesson I learned was the need to take action and how important it is to take action. Because it's only by taking action that you're going to be able to fight the doubt and the insecurities that you have about the material that you're creating. And that's, it's hard because the insecurities and the doubt that you have is usually what is stopping you from taking action. So it's, it's kind of a chicken or the egg problem. But I've noticed and everybody I've talked to have also noticed that they found success once they started taking action. And even in my last episode with Martin Mawinney, episode 15, he talked about taking action was the number one differentiator in how his clients and the people he interviewed found success. So he noticed that people who take action and who take continual action towards a goal are the ones who find success. Because it's often that when you do take action toward your passion, that's only then that doors start to open up for you. When you're taking action, you're doing things, and you're starting to get the ball rolling, it seems that other people notice that the ball is rolling, and then they offer you different kind of opportunities that can actually open up more doors for you. So I think in physics and in business, an object in motion tends to want to keep in motion. So taking action makes that continual motion and, and fights the inertia of stagnating in the same place. So it, it's very important to take action. Something that was really interesting in episode five with Peter White, he talked about setting quotas, how every day he was set a quota of writing for X amount of hours. And I think that's important. You need to set daily things that you're going to do to take actions towards your goal. And uh, the other thing is just basically set your goal to know what you're taking action for. So having a goal that you're able to set a quota for is very important step in being able to take action. And by saying this, I'm committing to myself to write down my goals. I have a board in the room that I'm recording this episode where I can write things down. And I'm going to write down my goals for the year and what I want to accomplish and revisit that continually to be able to keep in mind what my goal is and how the actions I'm taking are moving me towards that goal. If you have some difficulty taking action, I totally understand it because I personally struggle a lot with difficulty on taking action to fight that doubt, to fight those insecurities. And a video I really like to watch, and I watch it often, is The Gap by Ira Glass. And in this video, he talks about how when we get into a creative field, we often have good taste. We get in this field because we have good taste in this field. And when we're starting out, the work that we create, we realize because we have good taste that this work is really maybe not where it needs to be. And it's only by taking continuous action and by working on this creative field that you can eventually get better and get to where your taste really is. So that's the hard part about this whole venture is that if you realize that what you're doing is not great and it's not where you need to be, you often feel kind of reluctant to put this stuff out or to work on this because you know it's not where it needs to be, but only by working at it, you can actually get it there. So I think it's important to take continual action. Finally, the last lesson I wanted to talk about was building a support network on how important it was for anybody in, in a creative field or in a business venture to build a good support network that is going to be able to go back to in order to help you achieve your goals. Because I think anyone who has been trying to do some creative work or working in the business field, you do have the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship. And as high as you get on the ups, it seems that the low is just right there coming. So you need to ride this roller coaster of ups and downs and it really helps to have people who've been through that who can kind of tell you it's normal and who can kind of guide you along the way 
and keep you motivated when the times are kind of harder. Whether it be people working in the same field you are or mentors who have done it before, there's a lot of really great resources that are there to help support you in your creative field. And sometimes the resources that you need are just a phone call away or a request away. So it's important to keep that in your mind that there are people there who do want to help you and who do want to see you succeed. So it's easy to now with social media to reach out to these people and ask them, hey, can I get a minute of your time? Can I ask you a question? What do you think of this? But it seems to be hard to reach to these people that we admire. But sometimes you realize that they're not as far away or not as unreachable as you would think. So I really encourage you to, if there's someone that you have a question for or that you'd like to reach out to, do it. Give it a try. The worst that's going to happen is they're either going to re- deny your request and most likely if they don't want to do it, they'll just ignore you. So I think it's not that hard of a bullet to take and you don't really have a lot to lose. So go out and reach for those people that you want to contact. One of the episodes that I preferred on talking about the importance of building a support network and building your network was episode 11 with Danny Bourgeois. How he went out to shows, he's a musician, and he went out to see different shows and to meet the people in the industry and to meet other musicians working and seeing how it was done and to get his face seen and to be able to be part of that community was really one of the things that helped him attain success and be able to create a career in music for himself. He also mentioned how working at the music store was great to be able to meet all these people. So it's kind of interesting and something to think about if you're just looking to get work to make money. Why not try to find work in your field? Well, you'll be able to connect with a lot of people you might be doing business with in the future. So that's definitely something I want to keep in mind and and hope that you keep in mind. If you're all looking for something on the side to make money while you're trying to make a living from your creative venture, Why not try to find a job where you'll be able to network with people who can be influential to your career? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. That was just me kind of rambling on about the things I learned. And I would really enjoy getting feedback on it. So if you want to connect with me, you can always email me at marcel at hiredbypassion.com. So M-A-R-C-E-L at hiredbypassion.com. And I would love to get your feedback. Let me know what you like about the show, this episode or other episodes, because I really want to try to give you the best show that I can. So With that, I really want to thank you for listening. I want to invite you to join the Facebook group, hiredbypassion.com slash Facebook. We'll give you the link to get there. And I'd like to connect with you. So let me know how I can help you turn your passion into a career. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Hired by Passion podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 